What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Kebo Bands Hoops Podcast, man. Back at it again today, Wednesday, July 10th. Hope all you guys are having a good hunt day. Hope all you guys are doing what you got to do this week. And man, I just want to first apologize by saying I'm sorry for missing yesterday. I got sick. I was badly sick. I had to go to the hospital. I was not feeling good, but I am okay today, and I am good, and we are back at it as always. And another thing, I want to give a shout-out to my Nuts and Bolts sports family out in the nation's capital holding it down. Go check them out on Twitter or online. They do a great job for publishing sports stories, and I'm on their podcast network. Go check out their other podcasts. They do a really good job out there in the nation's capital, so go check them out at Nuts and Bolts Sports dot com or just nuts and bolts sports on twitter with that being said today man i want to play a little theory theoretical role um with the nba so obviously we know you know majority or almost every single top free agent or yeah every single top free agent that we had during this free agency period has signed to their team and so i want to take with it with all of them being signed i want to take a look at what went through their heads before they signed with their team. And obviously, I'm not in their heads. Obviously, I do not know any of these players from Kevin Durant to Kawhi Leonard to Jimmy Butler to D'Angelo Russell. But it's always good to just look at it from a bird's eye view. So let's just get right into it. So let's look at Kevin Durant. So KD ended up signing with the Brooklyn Nets. Why did he sign with the Brooklyn Nets? Okay, so he could have stayed with Golden State. Obviously, decided not to do that. He could have played with the Knicks. He decided not to do that. I think the reason he didn't sign with the Knicks is because he's good friends with DeAndre Jordan, who played for, with the Knicks for a couple months, and he said it's not what it's cut out to be. It's overrated, so let's go join another team. So, and this goes back for a while now, because honestly, I think this, him and Kyrie Irving's relationship, KD and Kyrie Irving's relationship, goes back a long time now. And I think they've been saying they wanted to play with each other ever since, I think it was 2014, when they were playing on Team USA. I forgot exactly where they went to play at, but I remember watching their practices um, in Chicago and Las Vegas. But, you know, I think they've always been wanting to play with each other. And so they said, let's go play for the Brooklyn Nets. And so KD did exactly that. And then you look at it from Kyrie's standpoint. Kyrie is from New Jersey. So he, he pretty much, his hometown team, was the New Jersey Nets at the time. Now, obviously, they're known as the Brooklyn Nets, so pretty much they're still the same franchise. They're just, obviously, they moved from East Rutherford, New Jersey, to Brooklyn, New York, which is, you know, a difference, but not that big of a difference because it's not that far. And, and obviously, they're both still in the East. So for Kyrie, that's pretty much a small move. But for KD, going back to KD, like I said, you know, he didn't really want to, it seems like, you know, the Knicks were an option. The Knicks, you know, obviously didn't take the shot. And... So they didn't pull the trigger. KD says, okay, I got info that the Knicks aren't really the best organization out right now. So I'm going to go join my brothers and my slash friends and play for the Brooklyn Nets. I'm going to rehab there. They got a good organization from Sean Marks to Coach Kenny Atkinson to the rest of the team with Spencer Dinwiddie, Karis LeVert. They got a really good team, Jared Allen. And plus, you know, the Nets, they had an okay season and they made the playoffs without the two players that they have now. So... They did what they were supposed to do. And so looking at it from there now, this all makes sense. So moving on from KD and Kyrie on their outlooks, let's look at D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell is more of a simple one, obviously, because he didn't really get to choose where he wanted to play at. He was actually involved in the sign and trade deal that sent Kevin Durant to the Nets 
and D'Angelo was sent to the Warriors, so he didn't really have a say on where he wants to go, but or where he wanted to go. But you know, the Warriors took him, and they I believe they also took Shabazz Napier and Travion Graham, and so. D'Lo is going to be a solid piece for the Warriors, if you ask me. I think D'Lo fits in with the Warriors. I think, you know, he's a pass-first type of guard. I think he loves to pass. And a lot of people are saying, well, D'Lo's better as an ISO player. Well, he's also a really good passer, so it kind of cancels each other out. And with the Warriors' offense, they get a lot of motion, back screens, and all that. So I think D'Lo's going to prosper there. And so, obviously, his outlook on stuff is pretty simple. So D'Angelo really had no choice. But I think he wouldn't. Uh, play one, only one season with the Golden State Warriors before moving on because they did sign it to a max contract. I believe it was worth four years, $117 million. And I do not think the Warriors are trying to pay D'Angelo Russell that amount of money. I just think they're trying to get somebody to substitute for the absence of Klay Thompson, who they should probably get a little bit over half of, or a little bit over, yeah, half of next season. So that's D'Angelo Russell. So let's look at Kawhi Leonard now. So Kawhi's standpoint is kind of interesting so Kawhi had we all know Kawhi mainly had three options um and he you know the Kawhi story is interesting because we missed out on pretty much everything that Kawhi had going on like obviously we knew the teams but we did not know anything that was going on in the background like it's always stuff in the cut and in the background that we have no clue about and that's really what happened with Kawhi's situation like Nobody had any clue that Kawhi was in the works talking to Paul George. It was not a single media reporter or media outlet that said Paul George and Kawhi Leonard had a dinner on a certain night and they talked about playing for a certain team. That was never the case. That never happened. No outlet came out with that. So, obviously, we know Kawhi signed with the Clippers. Um, I think he just did sign today for a three-year deal worth $103 million, which is a max contract. And I believe that third season is a player option. So that's also, well, we'll talk about that in a second too. But um, so from Kawhi's standpoint, obviously we said it's three teams. So we look at the first team. Let's look at Toronto. It was a chance that Kawhi actually did stay in Toronto. That's the crazy part because supposedly, you know, after he talked to Paul George, the Raptors, or no, excuse me, the Thunder made a made a trade offer that that pretty much said, "We will give you guys Russell Westbrook and Paul George for certain pieces and Pascal Siakam." And the Raptors and general manager Masai Ujiri, who was the same general manager that got Kawhi to Toronto in the first place, said, "No, we're not going to take the deal." So that automatically xed out the Toronto Raptors. Then you move to the Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers are also interesting because I'm not going to lie to you. I thought Kawhi was going to play for the Lakers, but at the end of the day, I also knew at the same time that Kawhi is a competitor. And looking at it, I never really thought that Kawhi Leonard wanted to play with LeBron. And that's where it also gets interesting. LeBron, or excuse me, Kawhi, like I said, signed a, a three-year deal. First two years are guaranteed with the Clippers. The third year is a, a player option. I think... Honestly, that Kawhi wanted to play for the Los Angeles Lakers, I just feel like he did not want to play alongside LeBron James. Honestly, I think, and and the same for Paul George last year. I think Paul George signed re-signed with OKC because he did not want to join LeBron James. He didn't want to be part of that media circus that it comes along with playing alongside LeBron James. Like everybody knows, like Kyrie dealt with it. Obviously, J.R. Smith dealt with it. D. Wade didn't deal with it as much because D. Wade was always well, he was Dwayne Wade before LeBron got to Miami. But still, it's just interesting because it's like I honestly think Kawhi and Paul George have set themselves up to become Lakers 
in the 2021-22 season. So that's another interesting thing. But then you go back to the Clippers. So obviously, he signs with the Clippers, right? So he has a dinner with Paul George. They meet, they talk, they chop it up, and they have a good old time. Then Paul George literally, I guess, the next day goes to the Oklahoma City Thunder's front office and tells them, trade me now. I want to be traded to the Clippers. And Sam Presti, who is the general manager of the Oklahoma City Thunder, gives Paul George his exact wishes. They trade Paul George for Shea Gilders Alexander, Danilo Gallinari, and five future first-round picks. And it's a blockbuster deal that literally not a single soul in the NBA saw coming. And so that happened. And that is just crazy to me. And like I said, I think the only reason that Kawhi is not a Laker is because he does not want to play alongside LeBron James. And that honestly says a lot. It says, one, to me, that he's a competitor. He doesn't want to win rings easily. He wants to have a competition. Two, um, he's a grinder. He does. He wants the league to be balanced. And the league is very much so balanced. This is one of the most balanced leagues that I've seen in a minute. It's just a, a whole another dynamic with Kawhi signing with the Clippers. So good good for him, though. At the end of the day, we're all happy for Kawhi. Like I said, I'm not mad at him for not signing with the Lakers because honestly, me personally, I did not like I like I said, I wanted Kawhi to sign with the Lakers. But at, but there was another part of me that said, don't do it because we need some type of balance in the league. And now that there is balance in the league, I honestly think LeBron and the Lakers still have the best chance to win in um excuse me in um or excuse me win the finals in 2020 so that's that moving on another outtake let's go to my guy jimmy butler if you guys don't know by now you should my favorite player in the league is jimmy butler i'm a fan of whatever team jimmy butler is on so jimmy ultimately ended up choosing the miami heat which is interesting but not that interesting because we always knew that miami was on his radar we just never knew that it was a top team that he was going to look at and we didn't we didn't know that on the first day of free agency, he was going to fly down to South Beach and sign with them literally the same day. So, I mean, not the same day, but it took a couple of days just because it was a signing trade. The Heat had to let go of some players, and it was just a lot of confusion with the Dallas Mavericks, who were, who were the third team involved. And so it was a whole bunch of confusion. But looking at Jimmy's perspective of all of this, Jimmy, to me... I thought going into free agency, I thought Jimmy wanted to play for a contender, one. And I thought he wanted to get his max money, too. So I honestly thought it was a good chance that he re-signed with the Philadelphia 76ers. We all know that they lost by a game-winning shot in the Eastern Conference semifinals versus the Raptors that Kawhi hit. And I thought, you know, if he stayed with Philly, it was a legitimate shot that he could win himself an NBA championship. I literally thought that. I think I thought that was his best option or go pay with the Lakers. So let's look at the Philly option. Philly, yes, you guys lost by a, a literally a bucket to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. Literally a bucket. But you had a team that if you kept that team together, along with J.J. Redick, if you kept that same Philadelphia 76er team together for this year, for this next season, I honestly think that they'll be in the finals. Like, for a fact, I think they'd easily be the best team in the East. I think they're better than the Bucks. I think, obviously, Kawhi not being with the Raptors changes that, so the Raptors aren't even that good anymore. They're better than the Pacers to me. And so I think it would have been pretty much, after Milwaukee, a pretty slight walk. I think they're better than the Celtics. I think they would have made the finals. And so, you know, it's interesting why he didn't re-sign with the Philadelphia 76ers. I honestly thought he liked Philly. I thought he was a big fan of Allen Iverson. I know he looked up to Allen. I know he looks up to Allen Iverson. 
I thought, you know, he embraced the city. I thought the city loved him. And so it was interesting that he did not resign with the Philadelphia 76ers, but it is what it is. Then you look at the LA Lakers, because we all know Jimmy wants to play in either a big, or we all know he wanted to play in a big market. He wanted to be in a big market type of city and get his max dollars. Like Kawhi Leonard, I think Jimmy did not want to play for the Los Angeles Lakers because of LeBron James. I think players, and we all know Jimmy, Jimmy has formed a low-key rivalry with LeBron James. So I think joining him would have been against his pride and against his ego and against his whole mental frame. And so I think, you know, him joining LeBron would probably mess them up. And even though, like I said, he would have had a great chance to win a ring with the Lakers playing alongside LeBron James and Anthony Davis, I just think he do, he does not like playing with LeBron James. I think he'd rather go against him than play with him. And you cannot knock a dude for that. You know, if you want to be the best, you got to prove it. So I think that's what Jimmy's doing. Then you go to the Clippers. I don't think anybody's announced that Kawhi uh, tried to contact Jimmy Butler. I would not be surprised if he did. But I think, you know, it was a chance. But I think, you know, with KD signing to the Nets, I think the only way Jimmy was going to go to play for the Clippers was if, was if he brought along a second star. And I think him and Kawhi Leonard don't have a, a relationship like that. And he did, he, and he had no clue where Kawhi Leonard was going. And so he didn't talk to Kawhi from what I know or from what I've heard. I'm pretty sure he hadn't talked to Kawhi. So pretty much the Clippers weren't going to happen. Then you go to the New York teams. Nobody wants to play for the Knicks. I'm pretty sure that's a you know foregone conclusion as of right now. Even though they got the Mecca Madison Square Garden, it's pretty much nobody wants to play for the New York Knicks because of their whole front office situation. Then you have the Nets who had two max contract slots open and those contract were those two max contracts were taken fast by Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. So really Jimmy's only option left was the Miami Heat. And if you didn't know the Heat when Jimmy first demanded a trade when he was a part of the Minnesota Timberwolves, the Heat were one of the first teams on Jimmy's list of where he wanted to be traded. Obviously he ended up in Philadelphia, but the Heat were on his list and so like I said, the first day of free agency, Jimmy flew straight down to South Beach and tried to get that contract signed even though he couldn't it took a couple of days and a couple of nights but ultimately he got it finished and now he's a part of the Miami Heat and he might just end up playing alongside another all-star and top tier player in Russell Westbrook so we'll see where that goes moving on who haven't I touched on I talked about Kawhi I talked about Kyrie I talked about KD I talked about D'Angelo Russell uh, oh let's talk about Tobias Harris Tobias Harris is a more simple one um Tobias outlooks on things is pretty much like this I think it was simple for Tobias Harris. I think he was going to end up re-signing with the Philadelphia 76ers regardless of what Jimmy Brother did, regardless of what other players did. I think he loves Philly. I think, you know, even though he's struggling in the playoffs, I think Philly is the place where he wanted to be. Um, I think they were going to offer him a max contract from the get-go. And so they offered him the max. They gave him the max. I believe it's five years. I think it's 150-something million. And... Um, so Tobias got his max, but I think looking at him, I think Tobias was just like, okay, if Jimmy's going to leave, that means I can come back to Philly. I can be a bigger piece of this offense. I get to take more shots. When they need me in the fourth quarter to be that clutch guy and step up in the in the clutch of a game, I got to be able to do it. And so, you know, Tobias was pretty simple for me. I think, you know, he knows that his role is going to be much more expanded in the offense with Jimmy Butler being gone. J.J. Redick is no longer there. So I think Tobias is going to really have to take a big leap. And on the bright side, Tobias is a young player. He really is just scratching his prime right now. So, you know, it's a good thing for both sides, for the 76ers and Tobias Harris to get that deal done. So shout out to Tobias uh, for that. So 
moving on, um, who else is there? We did Kyrie, we did KD, Kawhi, D'Angelo, Jimmy Butler, Tobias. I think that's it. Is there any other big-time free agents? I believe that is it. So, yeah, man, that was just the outlook and perspective of what all the top free agents had in mind. Looking at it from a bird's-eye view, I just wanted to let y'all know probably what was going on in the minds of their heads and what they were thinking looking at the landscape of the NBA. So, obviously, you know, most of the players are signed. All the top free agents are signed now. Um, and, yeah, man. Oh, oh, let's do this one. I guess we'll do Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton was pretty simple, too. I think we all knew he was going to resign. He wasn't really a big-time name in the free agency period because we all we all pretty much had a good feeling that he was going to resign with Milwaukee. We all knew that Chris Middleton is a big part and a big piece of Milwaukee's success. And so Chris Middleton was a pretty simple one. So that's really all the players that, you know, were on the free agency market. And I just wanted to give you guys a look at their perspective on things, on what the landscape of the league was. So I hope you guys enjoyed this, man. Hope you guys are doing good out there. As always, please like, comment, subscribe, rate, review, share. Like I said, go check out my family at the Nuts and Bolts Sports Media. Um, and as always, man, have a beautiful and blessed rest of y'all day. This has been another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast. I will talk to you guys soon. As always, peace, love, and blessings.